So I want to call you on it just a little bit. Yeah. So you're saying you didn't do anything. Mm-hmm. Do you engage with people on Zoom calls? You took care of yourself. You took care of the kids. Did important things like laundry and dishes to keep our house running smoothly. Mm-hmm. You worked on the podcast, editing it, putting it out there. You went to personal training. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you watched some like pretty amazing Christmas shows. <laughs> yeah, we did. Yeah. Welcome back to In Residence. I'm Keith. And I'm Laura. Hey, Laura. Hey, Keith. How are you doing? I'm doing good. How are you? Doing well. What have you been up to this week? The usual, which feels like not a lot sometimes, as <laughs> you've, you've been known to witness. Um, but yeah, you know, the normal around the house stuff and the podcast and, you know, connecting with some people online. But uh, yeah, I'm looking to lean into more, but we'll get to that in a little bit. What have you been up to? This is getting to the end of the semester. And so uh, we had graduation this weekend and um, end of the semester activities going on. So that's always fun. And then I also got back from a work conference this week. So last Sunday, I left at 5 a.m. to go to Las Vegas for a work conference, which was pretty fun. Lots of great content. I love when you learn a lot of great things at a conference. And I got back on Tuesday night at midnight (laughs) so like wednesday morning right yeah pretty much yeah so it was a whirlwind of a conference but a good one and and so are you okay if we just kind of get into it yeah that well yeah that that brings us kind of up to speed and kind of to what you thought we should talk about yeah When I drive home from the airport or if i'm driving back from somewhere and it's late i'm often um, you're really kind and willing to talk with me as I'm driving because you're more of a night owl, yep. right? And I am not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so um, you'll often keep me company when I have a little bit of a drive out, you know, from the airport home, which isn't that far, but it's far enough when you're tired. And you were talking to me this week, you know, I we were texting back and forth and, you know, excited to be home and see you. I'm excited you're coming home and yada, 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 right? And so then when I got in the car and I called you, I was like, how are, how are things going? And the mood and how I was reading the text messages mm-hmm. and the topic that you started talking about were very different. And it kind of surprised me a little bit because it seemed very like lighthearted via text. Mm-hmm. But then when I we were talking, the energy was kind of low, right? Oh, yeah. Like I could tell you were really kind of in this contemplative kind of space. And so I thought maybe we could talk about that. I was cranky. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was feeling all kinds of overwhelm, I think, and from different angles, right? From kids, school stuff, like, right? Like uh, orchestrating that, making sure their work's done on time. So I was feeling that a little bit. So I was a little elevated because I thought work was done and it wasn't yet, you know, kind of thing. And that so that threw me for a little bit of a loop, but also... Like personal stuff for like just me, stuff that I want to work on for me, like my health, my work, my projects, future projects, right? It's the not feeling like I'm moving forward with all of it or not showing up how I should (laughs) in all aspects of, okay, if I was better 
the schoolwork would be done because I would have been paying more attention, asking more questions, more involved, right? Same as, okay, why the podcast take three days to edit? I should be better. It could be faster. I could be more efficient (laughs) and on and on, right? And so I was feeling the weight of that and trying to figure out (laughs) how to make that change, how to lean into that, not let that Not let that stop me, but have it be a signal to, okay, what's the change going to be? But I was still like in the beginnings of that, which is a little bit, uh, I was like a little, maybe irritated with myself or like, why, why did, why did things get to this point or, or something like that? Yeah. And I, I could just sense it felt like you were a little unsettled. Yeah. I was elevated. Yeah. And you felt. Not in a good way. (laughs) (laughs) No. And I I think. And a little down on myself at the same time, elevated and down. Yeah. (laughs) A little bit of a roller coaster, maybe. Right. And I, I was sensing you were putting an incredible amount of pressure, I think, on yourself to figure it out. Yeah. I mean, that's, I guess, maybe something I feel a lot is I should have this figured out, or I should know better, or I should have the answer, right? All that kind of stuff. But yeah, I, I feel, so I feel the pressure of thinking I should be able to have it all figured out, right? <laughs> And that's okay to some degree, but I'm feeling all of this pressure to know how to fix it or what to do and, or how to do it right. And the way I've been trying to do that is like, let's say with my fitness goals, right? It's been fairly incremental and probably not holding myself quite as accountable as would be beneficial for me. And so I'm feeling that way in other aspects too, whether it's how I'm planning for the podcast, the scheduling of it, and the execution of like all of the parts that need to get checked off to get it to ship. Um, same with like the housework, it all needs to get done, but am I being efficient enough so that I have more time to do other things like beyond simply shipping a podcast a week? Like what else, like, like the vision forward, right? Like what could the growth become, right? Or could there be growth if I have more time, <laughs> right? Or if I use my time more efficiently. So to, to find that, I'm thinking, and something I'm trying to lean into is, can I be more regimented with my time, be more accountable, you know, more structured is what I'm realizing that is maybe, it's something I, it's something I want to try because I've been trying the incremental of just a little bit here, just a little bit there, but it's just, it feels like a little like I'm not quite committed enough. Maybe that's what I'm trying to, that's what it really is, is if, if I'm not committing to it with like these tiny little things that I'm trying to like slowly implement, maybe I need to commit a little more fully and be a little more regimented to support the growth that I I'm seeking or that I want. (laughs) Sure. So that that's making me think of a couple things. Do you find that you make more time for for kind of the big things and then let smaller things come in you you know the what is it called it's not it's not a saying but it's kind of the story of you have to find your big rocks first and mm-hmm. whatever the big rocks are you can put those in a jar and then you could put small rocks in the jar cuz there's still room for small rocks or once you get those big rocks in there Oh, and then you can, and then put, you can sand, put sand, and then you can water. put water. Okay, yeah. But if you start with the sand, you can't put the big rocks in there. Do you feel like you know what those big rocks are, and are you making time for that? 
I think I let the little grit get in the way. Like, like the sand? The sand is the grit, yes. <laughs> Just <laughs> I was trying to not say sand again. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> um, and it's gritty. Get it? Yeah, and that's, to me, that speaks to what I'm saying. when I When I let the smaller things trip me up and prevent me from dedicating energy and time to the larger things that I say matter. <laughs> right. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I think it's easy to, or I found it's really easy to let the small rocks be the ones you do first. Yeah. I will defer to tasks around the house. I've been trying to not do that lately and it's tricky <laughs> because it's, it's one of those things where you can check it off the list is what my brain tells me. Like, oh, get those quick wins kind of thing. Sure. But it, like you said, it's actually what it's doing is it's stopping me from stopping me from making even incremental progress on the bigger things that matter more. Yeah. Or it can, right? I mean, this feels a little, <laughs> I'd be talking about the dishes and stuff. That's just because it's like one of those little things that can, I'll decide to do that instead of the small little thing. And then I won't have as much time to work on the the smaller thing for the bigger thing, is what I'm saying. Sure. Can I ask you another question? Yeah. You're talking about wanting to find time to do additional things, right? For your growth, for um, kind of the future of our creative work together. Mm. Do you are there things that that would help you towards those goals that you kind of put off? Yeah, I'm. I don't know if it's that I put it off is that I haven't dedicated myself to creating the habits like planning, scheduling. Sure. Like I have a notebook here that is designed to block out my week. And I don't think I used it last week very much because I filled it out a little bit in advance, but not really much more than writing the dates down. So tell me a little bit about the schedule. Is it a notebook? What kind of notebook? It's a little field notes notebook. It's a 26-week date book. Okay. Yeah, and you just fill in the dates. It's Monday through Sunday. I'm trying to use that to schedule things. What I'm trying now, or (laughs) I'm trying, I want to do better at creating a schedule that is more structured because I want to see if planning more of my day and allotting the time. This is when I'm going to have breakfast. This is when I'm going to write. This is when I'm going to work on the podcast. Actually having a protocol in place. I feel like, like I see it with you, the more busy you are, the actual more you get done (laughs) Yeah. from seeing and experiencing you do it. I'm like, okay, maybe I, maybe I need to be a little more ambitious, I guess, Mm -hmm. with what I'm doing with my time. And not not unkind or ungenerous to myself. And that includes building in time for relaxation. Like that's part of the planning process. I'm not talking about running myself ragged, and I don't think anybody should do that, right? Right. Like like we say, to each their own. Like do what works for you. And most people work with having some downtime. But I tend to have a lot of downtime. I mean, that could be part of how I work, but it might just be part of how I've tended to work. You know, I haven't said this in a while. I need to be a little more rigorous. Sure. You know, <laughs> I, I, I mean, I, I can talk and talk and talk about it. It's time to start doing it. Yeah. 
So I'm going to try to lean into that. And I will, the, the next episode, we'll talk about resolutions or goals and stuff, you know, as we come towards the end of the year, you know, but <laughs> sure. um, so maybe this is a little preface to that. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I think what's interesting. So looking at kind of your schedule there, it looks like you've scheduled out big rocks actually of what's going to be scheduled or happen on those days or get done on those days. Yeah. And one thing that I'm always curious about is that shift to kind of, I think what you're talking about is to a more structured schedule where you're writing down hour by hour so what gonna, it is you're doing. I'm going to get a bigger, I'm just going to have to get like a different notebook. I actually have one if you want to, you, you can get your own too. Okay. Sometimes part of the joy is purchasing, like finding and purchasing your own journal office supply thing. At least I find joy in that. Got a billion notebooks. I can just make it or write it down. <laughs> I I don't mind writing. Yeah. One um one thing I've been listening to different podcasts. I think I think it's a podcast I've been listening to. It could have been a book. Can't remember which one. But where they're talking about going through and scheduling out each hour block, mm-hmm. so you have a good sense of what you're doing then. And if you have an hour block of something you don't like to do, so for me, emails are really not that. Anybody needs to hear about emails, but I get so many emails. It's really hard for me to keep up with them. Um, I'm also an incredibly slow reader. And so oftentimes if people send me long, long, long emails, I don't have time to get through all the emails I get more or less read and comprehend everything everyone wants me to. I'm saying that because one of the strategies that this podcast has been suggesting is that for your hour, you should block out your day and say, okay, you know, this half hour I'm commuting, this hour I am going to be doing projects, this hour is for meetings, this is for lunch, these are for meetings, this is for checking email, but actually scheduling in the email chunks and saying, okay, I have a half hour to do my emails now. You know you're not going to get to the bottom of them, but do what you can. And at that half hour, you're done. And so it's it's really structuring yourself in a way where you're still making progress, but you're also moving along and not stuck in the muck, if that makes sense. The things that feel like time suckers or sappers. Time suckers. Make me think of. And I don't know if we can go here or not, but I'm just going to do it. One thing that I found in my schedule is that I do block off. It's normally the first hour to hour and a half in my day for strategic projects is what I call it. And the reason I do that is because oftentimes people want to schedule meetings right away in the morning with me. But I know that that is when I have my greatest brain power. And so I'm actually managing my creative time for the morning because I can get more creative work done if I'm working in the hour, hour and a half in the morning than I could in an entire afternoon just because I'm sharper, I'm more clear headed. So I think that's one thing that when you're doing that sort of calendaring and structuring to be mindful of, of, of putting your creative work at the time of day when you have the most positive energy towards creating in doing that work. And the other thing I would talk about too is it's something that I it's it's I think it's a YouTube video maybe, but around um eating the frog first at the beginning of the day. Mm-hmm. And I I've know heard I've, that several places. Yeah. <laughs> so uh once I heard that, sometimes 
like I said, I like to reserve my creative time and space for my mornings because that's when I do my best work. But I also like to schedule or do the most difficult task of the day right away in the morning. Because as the video or the saying goes, if the first thing you do have to do is eat a frog, after that, everything else is pretty easy. Because I couldn't even imagine eating a frog, right? They're squirmy and all that good stuff. So but I always imagine it being a live frog. I don't know. <laughs> no? Make it like chocolate covered. Ooh, a chocolate covered frog like in Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. Mm, that's okay. That wouldn't be as hard to swallow. <laughs> but a live frog, I think that would be one gross, too complicated. So do that first. All right. Some good ideas there. Mm-hmm. One thing that I'd like to dig into a little bit with you, if you're okay with that, is You were sharing with me, I don't know if it was a quote or a saying or just a thought about the word ambition and how sometimes ambition or being ambitious can be ugly. Is that the right? Well, it was, it was something I wrote down and I don't know if it was, I don't don't know what made me think of it. I was, I was wandering around the house or something or sitting here and the thought came to my head that ambition can feel ugly to me. And Part of it signals to me like when I see other people's ambition and it's not quite on the level, like they're trying to swindle people, (laughs) that, that, that a little bit, but more of the internal ambition of how raising your hand or stepping up or standing out like that has always felt a little like I felt hesitant to do that for a long time, right? To, to kind of reach for more or, you know, as I, (laughs) I say, dare to dream, right? That kind of thing. And so it just, it popped in my head and I wrote it down with a, with a pink pen because I'm like, oh, this is something like, this is an idea. Why am I having this idea? I'm going to come back to that. So I grabbed like a bright, one of my bright pens, but yeah. So it was just one of those things where I'm like, oh, that's interesting because I'm looking, I'm looking to be more ambitious and see how that can serve me. I I feel like I've said that a, a few times on here and yet here I am still thinking about it. So I think what's interesting about it is that I know you you want to feel like you're more ambitious or be more ambitious, but then if you have that thought as well, that ambition can be quote unquote ugly. Like how do you kind of work through both of those things being true? Well, or are you challenging that ambition is ugly? I'm I'm looking to challenge maybe that underlying feeling. It was more of like a a, a revelation to me of like, oh, kind of deep down, I, I have this feeling of that's kind of don't do that. Don't it's that don't stand up, don't stand out. It's kind of maybe more of that. And my point of writing it down was like, well, I don't want I, I want to lean away from that. I want to lean into showing up. And I think the way to do it is, are you doing it generously? Are you doing it for the right reasons? I'm doing it to make things better, to make a change, you know, for me and hopefully show that others can do the same thing, right? That, you know, that stuff that we talk about. It's just more something that I noticed and I'm like, oh, that's interesting. And I should maybe give that a little, little thought so that it doesn't stifle me, that it's okay for me to show up and, and try to do something, try to make a difference. Is ambition different than achieving? Yeah, I think so. How so? When I think I think I pair ambition with ego. Okay. Not when, when you're asking me that question, I'm like, kind of oh, intrinsic. It's it's more of a, and so maybe that's why it's why I'm talking about it the way I am is like, oh, are you 
are you being egotistical? Are you being a show off? Are you, you know, like, wow. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Like I'm, so oh, I'm saying, I, I mean, I, I don't actively think those things, but now that I'm thinking about it, I'm like, oh, maybe that's where there's a connection. Maybe that's why I maybe wrote down the thing of it feels ugly, you know, like, cause it's not, it, <laughs> right. or it doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to. And be. I'm not saying that people yeah. out there that are ambitious, like I, I, I feel like I would say that I'm ambitious. Sometimes. Yes, you are. And that's not, and that, and I'm not talking about you. <laughs> and no, like, and that's what yes, you are. No, and that's what I'm trying to say is when I see people being ambitious and I see people putting themselves out there and, and stating what they're going for, that's not ugly to me. That's actually something for me to look at and kind of in awe. And so I know I, it's kind of nuanced here. So I hope it's coming across right. But I'm, wh- what I'm trying to say is to achieve things. I see that it's important to have ambition and to use your ego appropriately in those ways. I mentioned that too. Trying to lean into these things that used to, you know, it's almost like when people are like, oh, don't be so selfish. There's a difference between taking care of yourself and being selfish, you know? And I feel like things get painted over. For me, ego got painted over with like a bad, bad stroke of like, that's bad. Don't be, don't be that way. And I'm seeing now it's like, don't be ambitious. Yeah, don't be ambitious. Uh, don't be a show off kind of thing. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, like well, the wires got crossed somewhere, <laughs> and and I need to resolder them in different places. Yeah, thinking about ambition, I do hear you when you're talking about ambition. Sometimes can be seen as being done for the wrong reasons or being done in the wrong way, and. I know in in my career, I've worked with people or watched people that were ambitious tear down other people just so they could get ahead. Right. And so in those cases, I would say, yeah, that's that's absolutely ugly, right? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Like that's that's a great example of probably what I'm trying to say. And so it's it's interesting because ambition itself isn't necessarily ugly, I would say, but maybe. Um, how somebody goes about being ambitious could yeah, how, be ugly. How do you go about it and why are you going about it? Right. To me, uh, right. like what's your motivation and how are you achieving those goals? Right. You know, and what's interesting to me is that thought that you have that you kind of like, oh, that's interesting. Ambitious is ugly. Kind of that. It helps me understand a little bit more how difficult potentially it may be for you to put yourself in a position where you feel like you're being ambitious when the ambition might serve you well. Mm. That makes sense? Oh, I probably feel selfish. Yeah. Is that what you're saying? Okay, interesting. And there's something about that that might make you feel... um, Uncomfortable. Uncomfortable because you're doing... (laughs) You're doing something and you're sticking your right your neck out there for a reason that is somewhat self-serving and not just altruistic. Hmm. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe not. Yeah. I'm. Well, I mean, I'm not. I'm not claiming to be altruistic. I guess. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> no, I don't. No, I don't think you are. But I always think that you're. You're such a good soul, and you're always trying to use your time. To help make sure that people's lives are better. Okay. You're. <laughs> You're going to make me uncomfortable with giving me all this praise. <laughs> <laughs> are you going to crawl under the desk? I might. You might. No, but but you spend 
so much of your time making sure that child one and child two are taken care of, fed, getting to school, getting their schoolwork done. And if it, you know, you miss something, you feel really hard about that. You make sure that I have my clothes done, right? That when I have a hard day at work, that you're available to listen. When I have a hard day, you're available to talk on the phone at noon over my lunch hour to help just process things. Mm. You give of yourself so incredibly much that I think that sometimes, sometimes you forget to give that sort of attention to yourself as well. Yes, I do. You've told me that before, and I've written about it. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, and now so, I'm telling you in a very it, public way. No, it's it's good. It, no, because I need that reminder. Yes, you're making me very uncomfortable, and that's okay. <laughs> can work through it. Uh, just it's uh, yeah, it's probably it's probably just simply time for me to have that that gentle reminder <laughs> that you deserve time and attention too. Yeah, uh, everybody does. For themselves, right? Of course. Yeah. I know one thing. Well, I don't know if I want to go here, but we'll 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 see. Uh, One thing that uh, I've struggled with is making time for myself to take care of me. And I've talked about this a lot on the podcast, so I don't necessarily need to rehash all of it. Mm -hmm. But. I think the one thing that is interesting to me is the idea of self-care being selfish and self-love being selfish that I've spent a couple years really busting that up because I mean everyone says this but until you do a well until I've done a lot of thought work around it you have to realize the phrase you know you need to take care of yourself first you have to Put on your, was it your face mask before you put somebody else's face mask on? Oxygen. Oxygen mask. <laughs> I'm close. I was close. Those things sound all good until it actually comes to realizing I'm not, I'm going to have to say no to somebody who wants to meet at 7.30 in the morning because I'm doing my self-care and getting my movement in. Or I have to leave at 5.30 because I have an appointment with a trainer who's going to help me learn how to uh, lift weight safely, right? Mm-hmm. But somebody texted me and said, hey, you got a minute. And I have to say no to that. Mm-hmm. Even one more email turns into answering 20 more emails when all I really want is to be home and have supper with my family at the table a few nights a week and letting that but people are waiting on me. I'll just answer one turns into 25 emails, right? Mm-hmm. And so I think that idea that I'm still struggling with, but I think it's important for me to keep pushing against is that idea that self-care, self-love, and making sure I have what I need um, socially and physically and mentally is a really, really important thing. But I have to bust that idea and that, that script that says that is selfish of me to take time for myself physically, mentally, and socially. Yeah. Yeah. For me, that's, yeah, that's key. And that really, what's the word? That's really what I'm looking to do, create structures in those different areas so that it can support my growth. That's the point of me leaning into creating structure, which I think it could come off sounding strict, 
right? And, and almost stifling, but I think I, but that's not what I'm, that's not what I'm looking for. I'm not looking to stifle anything. I'm looking to support it. And I think the right systems in place can create environments that the growth will happen, that I will prosper, right? I'll flourish. I think what you just said is in those different facets of, of my life, like that's what I'm looking for. How can I get things lined up and in sync and not like an assembly line type thing? I want there to be slack in the system so that when things do come up, everything doesn't shut down. It's like, oh, there's a little slack here. So that one little thing, oh yeah, well let's deal with that and then we'll get back on track. You know, like that's life, right? <laughs> right. So I'm thinking about two different things. I'll start with one and then maybe go to the the other. One of the things that I'm thinking about as you're talking through Slack, having some Slack in the system, is that I am really bad at keeping within the time frame I've allotted for something. I was just going to, I thought you were going to say, I'm really bad at having Slack in the system and I continually add more and more things so that uh-huh. nothing stops. And then I just realized that may be true, but I have probably way too much Slack in my system. And so anyway, so sorry, keep going. (laughs) So lately I've had days at work that I've had back-to-back meetings, one-to-one meetings, meetings in different buildings, no travel time, just constant go, 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 go. I feel like I'm never on time to anything. I'm never able to end a conversation on time to give me the time to go to, you know, walk Mm -hmm. 10 minutes to the next building or five. And I always feel like I'm not attending to the time. And so that it just leaves me feeling like I don't have enough bandwidth, or maybe it is slack between those meetings to accommodate going over. But then at the same time, I I also feel perhaps I need to be more focused in some of the meetings because there's that saying, right, that if you have an hour for a meeting, you'll fill the hour. Right. So there is part of me that makes me feel like, well, maybe I should just be more efficient and more direct and less me (laughs) in the meeting. But I want to be me. Okay. You mean more me. So I want to be a leader who listens for understanding, who engages generously in a topic and helps work through things. I don't want to be a leader who just directs and tells people what to do based on my interpretation of a really quick thing. Right, and so if that's going on in a meeting, that should just be an email. It's fair. Right. That's fair. So, so the conversation, like how I'm showing up is good. So send more or emails. Okay. <laughs> oh, I don't like email. Send more emails and you can shorten your meetings and then they can still be as fulfilling as you want them to be just I, shorter. Actually, I think I told you this. So, uh, Okay, this is just an aside, and you can completely cut this out. Uh, When I started uh, in the institution I'm at, and I had a good um, big retreat with all the leaders in my division, one thing that I like to do is I like them to be able to ask any question they have of me, and I just answer them honestly as me, because that's who I am. I just would rather answer the questions honestly and transparently honestly a lot like you wouldn't answer honestly like no would you keep saying the reason i'm saying that is because oftentimes leaders either have a way of just spinning and being like too diplomatic and saying absolutely nothing um you're not trying to be a lieutenant governor answering the press you're trying to answer people's questions correct as a human being as a human being not that a lieutenant governor is a human being but 
No, right. Okay. Exactly. So one of the questions someone asked me during this meeting was, what are your pet peeves? And, you know, I, I, everyone, I think, has pet peeves. I know I have pet peeves. But the one that fell out of my mouth that day was about emails that are long and complex. And so I said, I take a long time to read. I comprehend at a very high level once I read, but it takes me a long time to read something. So I said, all I want to do is email back TLDR. And everyone looked at me. I said, too long, didn't read. And they kind of laughed. But honestly, I think that is something I heard Gary V say is that he he also struggles with reading quickly. And so he wants people to be able to communicate in a very concise way. And so I thought that was brilliant, actually. And so I think everyone thought that was funny, but it's true. It is one of my pet peeves is really, really long emails because I honestly, it takes me longer to comprehend it than a really quick conversation. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes I do want to say TLDR to some of those really long ones. The second thing that I want to talk about is around how you choose to spend your time. As I've been talking about on the podcast, I have been reading through John Acuff's book. All it takes is a goal. Thank you, hon. You're reading it, but I know the title. <laughs> and one of the things that he talks about at the spot that I'm at is around how rare your time is. And I think that's an interesting concept and an interesting thought because oftentimes you fill your your day with things that drain you that are not necessarily important and may not necessarily help you towards your professional or personal goals. And so what? I think it makes me think about how I waste time doom scrolling. Right. And what I thought was interesting actually It's like what am I doing? Was he was talking about you know your obvious things that you waste time with. Mm-hmm. I bet we could go back and forth and name a couple. You just named one. Doom scrolling. Oh yeah. Uh Pokemon Go. I haven't been on that in a while. Good job. Anything else that Which, you... But here's the sad thing about that, real quick aside. That means I haven't been walking. Ah. <laughs> Correlation, so, huh? So, well, it's I actually started using it for what it was meant for, which is to go out and do stuff. And now it's cold, and I'm like, eh, Pokemon, stay at home. <laughs> oh, goodness. <laughs> anyway, yeah. There are things that we spend time on that we know are kind of time wasters. And... In the book, he talks a little bit about if you want to work towards a goal, you don't necessarily need to wait or shouldn't have to wait until you have the perfect eight hours free to go after and achieve your goal and that every little bit counts. And that's something that somewhat bumps against what I've always thought, right? Like when I start a workout plan, I'm going to go to the gym for one hour, right? It's a full hour. I'm not going to do the 10 minutes I have right now or just take the stairs instead of the elevator, right? It's like all in. Right. The other thing that he talks about, you have some of the obvious time wasters like social media and things like that, that we know about, right? And talk about or watching too many Netflix shows or. Or rewatching the show you've already watched. Exactly. Right. The thing he talks about is he's like, So if you have 24 hours in a day and you work eight of those hours, 
pretty soon you're getting down to very few hours that you have discretion over how you use them towards your personal goals. And what are the things that you spend time with during those hours that prevent you from moving forward? And the things he was naming resonate with me really well, filling your hours with anxiety with second guessing, with worry, with processing something that already happened that you can't change, things Mm. like that. And I thought, huh, I wonder how much time I spend doing those things instead of spending an hour working on blog posts or spend an hour reading a book that's going to help frame how I'm thinking about something. So I thought that was kind of interesting. Mm -hmm. As you were talking, I I thought of a little thing that I do that I think helps me recoup some of my time, which is speeding up video and Mm -hmm. speeding up podcasts. Sure. Because I can process things a little, especially video. I wish every streaming service had a 1.25, a (laughs) 1.5. So that came to my head. I'm like, oh, that's a way that I try to recoup some time. It's like, I can process this faster than it's coming across. And I'm hoping people that are listening to this, like realize, like put it at 1.25 or or more if you want, if it helps you. When he edits, he has us on like lightning speed. (laughs) And there was one day I have to share this. Sorry. He goes, Oh, I love spending time with chipmunk Laura. Cause I sound like a chipmunk when he does that. So do I, but you're you're very high pitched. I definitely do. Uh, With what you just shared towards the end of, you know, kind of those those things that I think we we both can kind of spin in the, I could have done this better, or, or you know, or, oh, I should have done that differently. But it's like, you can't go, you right? We don't have a DeLorean. We can't go back in time, right? <laughs> it's true. So what I thought was, oh, that's that would be perfect. Uh, how about I start using the fast forward button on those moments and get through it a little faster, like recognize I'm doing it and realize it's not serving me. And how would I like just skip that, <laughs> you know, or, or at least put it at 2.0 speed, two times faster, you know, get, get, get in and out of that, that yeah. unhelpful spot. Maybe <laughs> I don't know. Well, I'll work on that. Yeah. It's, it's hard, but it is helpful. I think you said that to me it's a couple of weeks ago, I called and something had happened and, and I was sharing and you're like, okay, so how are you going to move through this faster? Mm. I was like, Okay. Well, I, I guess I can't go back and change it. You're right. I, I mean, I and I don't just move on. Try to like bluntly say, why don't you just move on? No, it wasn't rude. It was like a nice, gentle little nudge. Like, yeah, I've heard you. It's like oh, okay. talking about it again and again is not going to yeah. change it. It's like I'm like this is this is very similar experience to you know this time or that time. Um, how about we recognize that and how do we process that and move through? It, right? Like, yeah. And and my favorite thing to say here is. It's easy for me to say to you. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe how do I get that chipmunk Laura voice and just move through it a little faster? Yeah. Yeah. The other thing that John Acuff mentioned in his book related to things that take your time that really don't need to take your time are things, possibly get togethers or events that are something you don't want to go to anyway because you feel obligated to go or having conversations. Um, If there's people that just make you feel really yucky and kind of uh, create an energy dip, or I don't know how to say that. Deplete you. Yeah. He was talking about too, I mean, watch out for 
those events, those people, those situations that you feel obligated to engage in and engage with when there is no real obligation other than you want to kind of be a people pleaser in those moments, right? And so how much time do you spend either in those situations or trying to figure out how to say no to those situations and how much time that can take away from you pursuing what it is you truly want to do? So I thought that was interesting too. Yeah, let's let's work on recouping time, right? And allocating it to different resources or, or what? Recouping our time so that we can reallocate it into the bigger rocks, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I like that. And what, what I thought John Acuff said in the book that was powerful to me is he said, if you take 3% of the hours in your week and reinvest them into something that you want to pursue on a personal goal type level, or career goal, but I'm I'm reading it more from a personal project goal standpoint. Mm-hmm. But if you were to do that, 3% of the hours in a week is five hours. I'm going to trust his math on that one. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't double check his work. I'm pretty sure I'm remembering it correctly. Right. Write in the comments if I got it wrong. Yeah. But to carve out only 3% of your week, and that would create five hours for you to work on your project or my project Like if I had five hours a week, whoa, like I think I could get really far on what it is I want to do. So if you use five hours this next week, right, dedicated to something that you want to be doing, right, you have them. I have them. It's, it's finding those times, you know, one thing instead of coming home and, and debriefing and processing after a day, what if I was to work on the project or we were to work on a project together, right? That's shifting it a little bit. Mm Mm-hmm. I thought that was a powerful idea of how much time you can find. It's like time bending or. (laughs) Yeah. And it adds up. Exactly. The other thing I wanted to talk about was the concept of breaking up projects into small parts. Mm. And this somewhat in my mind is linking back to your idea of creating structure to get things done. But in the book, what Johnny Cuff talks about is that it can be a complete game changer if you have a project that you're working on and that you have it broken up into doable parts that can be done in smaller and larger segments. His example was that he flies a lot on planes. And so he was realizing that if he times it from when you board the plane to when you take off in the air, it's about 20 to 30 minutes on each end. He said that the book. All it takes is a goal that was written in 20 minute bursts an hour here, hour, you know, that it wasn't just sitting down at a writer's retreat, just focused on the book a hundred percent of the time that he actually broke it up into these small doable pieces. And so it makes me wonder what could I do if I had a plan and things ready to go when I found myself stalled? When I was waiting to go into a meeting, waiting at urgent care to, you know, get seen because I had a bad cold or waiting to get my target pickup and it was taking a while. Like what would happen if I had all of those pieces in place and ready to go that I could leverage those found times in a way for good rather than leveraging those times to check out what additional emails have come in in the last hour? What is put on Instagram? 
there another article on LinkedIn, all those things. I think that I could be a lot more productive if I took the time to maybe pre-plan what those chunks might be and then have all the resources with me so I'd be able to do them when I have those found moments. Do you think breaking up your projects into smaller chunks would help you make progress on some of the goals that you want to do that you're finding difficult finding time for right now? Breaking things down into smaller pieces is super helpful for me to make that incremental progress instead of getting caught up in the overwhelm that I feel when I'm like, oh, how am I going to get to that finish line (laughs) of this giant project? Instead, this is what I scheduled today. This is the time I scheduled for today to work on this. What can I get done? I think it's a good way to go about moving forward and not getting bogged down and letting things slowly drift away because you lose momentum. I think it's a good way to keep yourself active and going along. Something I want to lean into with my planning is micro planning, kind of what I'm trying to do and, and see if that if that is going to work in other facets besides just, okay, today I'm going to spend 15 minutes reading for this, right? It's more of, can I get this done in 15 minutes so that I can do this next thing and then do this next thing and then I can go and do that other thing that I want to spend 15 to 25 minutes playing guitar because I haven't played in four years besides five seconds strumming, not actual practice. Okay. So this week, we've spent a lot of time talking about managing time, working towards goals, structuring our time, and ways to find little pockets of time that we could maybe leverage for good instead of waste away on our calendar, not to be seen or heard of, you know, to not be leveraged in the way that we could. Mm -hmm. And we typically don't do this, but it feels like since we're talking about time, kind of time management or, or ways that we can structure our time a little bit towards achieving more of the goals that we want to achieve. Can I ask, is there anything that you, Keith, are going to commit to over the next week trying out? Then maybe I could commit to something as well, and we could check back in next week. A little bit of an accountability partner. Yeah, I'm going to commit to doing my, my morning pages. That's a springboard into me. One, I have to schedule it. It's something I can literally write down that I'm going to do this in the morning. It's attainable, <laughs> and uh, I'll know whether or not I did it. How about you? I'm going to try this week to carve out five hours to work on my personal project. And I'm going to try and do it spread out over seven days because there is a part of me that is like, well, on Saturday I could do all five hours, (laughs) but I need to, I, I want to play with and try, right? Try it on a little bit. Yeah. See if there's a way that I can incorporate a little bit here, a little bit there, and see how that works and feels throughout the week. So that's what I'm going to try. And then maybe next time we can check in and just see how it went. That sound good? Absolutely. Do you want to end with recommendations or do you want to end with a quote? Let's end with a quote today. So I'm going to, I haven't read mine yet. Keith, you're reading yours. Do you want to share your quote? Yep. This is Carlos Castaneda. We either make ourselves miserable or we make ourselves strong. The amount of work is the same. And how does that speak to you today? I think we could 
probably uh, redo the podcast after reading that, and it would give us a little more perspective. I don't know. I, I feel like that encapsulates maybe what we were hitting at a little bit there at, at one point, which is let's not let's not waste our time doing things that are going to maybe make us miserable. How about we allocate our time to growth and strengthening ourselves so that we can make things better? <laughs> so I I really like that a lot. What do you have over there? So my quote is from Oprah Winfrey, and it's turn your wounds into wisdom. It's really interesting for me to get this at this point in my career and this point in the semester. I think one of the things that I've noticed more and more is through my experiences over the last several years, I have gained a lot of insight and experience that can help other people. And I know that I'm stronger for having those experiences that created wounds. And I think it makes me a stronger and a more wise leader. So that that's how it speaks to me today. But it's an interesting quote. I didn't anticipate that. I think they, they kind of go together, what we, we each got a little bit too. So yeah, uh, let's look forward to leaning into some some systems and structures and making some shifts and changes that are going to keep pushing us forward. Should we wrap it up? I think so. All right. Thanks, everybody. Bye. Bye. Yeah, so...